anchored by hope, finding assurance in God's promises. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you find assurance in God's promises? Do you know what God even says about you? You know what the Lord has said about you. I want to hone in on this bit of scripture, uh, Hebrews 6, uh, 19. I don't typically do this, but the first part of that verse is this. It says, we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. And I want to hone in on that word anchor today. Um, you know, anchors are an amazing invention. If you don't think so, you have not served in the Navy and been stuck out at sea. And all my people in the Navy, <laughs> Brad, he's laughing, and Carrie's laughing, and know that when you are at sea and there's a storm at sea, an anchor uh, can be a thing that can save your life because it keeps you right where you need to be. Um, and, and, and maybe you aren't in the Navy, but maybe you're like me, and uh, when you're fishing, out at Lake Monroe, and you don't have an anchor, and you're, you're in the right spot, you begin to drift away from that spot without an anchor. It priorities, right? Important things. And so, um, but, uh, but we, we have to have an anchor. Sometimes the waves of life can push us or make us drift from where we're supposed to be. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever been there in your life? But, uh, but here's the thing. When we are anchored, the waves of life will not affect us. Amen? And anchors have been used for hundreds, if not thousands of years uh, by fishermen. And I, I bet it, you'd be hard to find a boat in the U.S. Naval uh, Fleet that does not have an anchor or some sort of anchoring device. I remember a uh, long, long time ago when me and Tristan got married, 19 years next month, Man, it feels like like five years. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, 19 years ago, so I'm 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 gaining points by saying that. All right, our, our, on our honeymoon, Tristan and I, we had the chance to go to Hawaii. Anybody ever been to Hawaii? All right. Uh, when we were in Hawaii, one of the things that I wanted to do was to go and visit Pearl Harbor. Anybody ever been to Pearl Harbor and seen seen the memorial there of the USS Arizona? And I believe they have the uh, USS Missouri. They have where we came into World War II and where uh, uh, the Japanese surrendered in World War II. Uh, so uh, right there next to each other. But while we were there... Um, and we went to this memorial. As you go into the memorial, I don't know if it's changed, but as you went into the memorial, there was an anchor from the USS uh, Alabama. And it was massive. And they had it sitting there on display. And this uh, uh, anchor was just, it was huge. They, and I'm told that they weigh somewhere between 16,000 to 19,000 pounds. Everyone say, that, that is heavy. That is heavy. And not only the USS Alabama, this this uh, uh, ship, it, it had not one anchor, but actually had three anchors, okay? So it had three anchors that, that, that weighed that amount. And so and when we were at that anchor, we have a picture somewhere um, of me by that anchor, I remember. But it's so old, we, we don't have it in digital format, so it doesn't work. So, you know, you know, I had to go find it in a book. Some of you know what I'm talking about. How many know what I'm talking about? The old, you know, you get your pictures developed. Some of you are looking at me like, what are you talking about, Pastor? I have no idea what you're one-hour photo, how many were one hour? Oh, that was amazing, right? Woo, all right. Some of you remember that. Um, uh, but I remember seeing this anchor, and it was just a massive and a huge piece of steel. But, he, uh, steel. but here's the thing. Uh, this is crazy. Anchors are simple in their design but powerful in their function. 
They are very simple in their design, but they are powerful in their function. The truth is, as the people of God, we are going to face some storms. How many can say, hey, pastor, I've faced some storms. I've been through some stuff. I'm going through a storm maybe right now. And things may seem like they're impossible. And storms make us want to quit. They make us want to give up. They make us want to turn our backs on God. But can I tell you this? Instead of quitting and giving up or walking away, we have to determine in our hearts to be anchored to the steadfast anchor and hope of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen in the house? Amen. No matter how bad life gets or, or storms roll in, it's him that keeps us from drifting when life throws us wave after wave after wave. How many can say, hey, pastor, I'm a product of the anchor of Jesus Christ. It has kept me steadfast. Uh, in, the, in the Roman catacombs, as I was studying this, this is, this is amazing to me, in the Roman catacombs where many early Christians hid from persecution, there were many symbols uh, when they go through those catacombs and these caves on the walls. And one of the main symbols that they see coming up over and over and over again is an anchor. It's one of the first symbols to symbolize, hey, I am anchored in Jesus. And so uh, no matter what storms come our way, we, we have this anchor, and it is Jesus Christ. Can I tell you this today? Be anchored in the immutable, unchangeable, sure, and steadfast word of God today. Amen? So as believers, we're encouraged to remain steadfast and committed in our faith through every trial and every storm that life may bring. And I don't know about you, I'm anchored uh, by Jesus. He is our great hope, salvation, and Savior. Amen. And so I, I just want to bring this to your point as we kind of lead into this, um, this uh, sermon series uh, anchored by hope, and we're talking about anchors, and you're going to hear a lot about boats and anchors, and not that I'm an expert in any of that, okay? I went fishing once. Uh, I've been to Lake Monroe in my kayak and fished out there, and when the motorboats come by, I've done this. And I wish I had an anchor. Some of you know what I'm talking about, but here's the first thing I want to talk about today about being anchored by hope is this, trusting the promise of God. Everyone say trusting the promise of God. Amen. So uh, I, um, to better understand what's going on here in Hebrews 6, 19, we got to look at this, this whole section and, and verse. You know me. I'm going to take you back. We're going to walk through it a little bit here. And uh, if, if you get a chance, you know. This week, go back to Hebrews chapter 1 and read Hebrews chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6. It'll help set a scene for you here uh, this week. Say, well, pastor gave us a reading assignment. Well, go home and do it. Amen. Uh, Hebrews is an amazing book full of promise, the promises of God. But Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13, it says this. For when God made a promise to Abraham... Since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself, the Lord talking there, saying, surely I will bless you and what? I remember Abraham, Father Abraham. Verse 15 says this, and thus Abraham, having patiently waited, obtained the, oh, having patiently waited, he did what? Oh, man, how many of you get a little bit weary in the waiting season? How many get a little bit weary when you have to wait a little bit longer in the drive-thru? 
Some of you get more weary over that than you do waiting on the promises of God. Uh, Hebrews 6.16 says this, for people swear by something greater than themselves, right? We've heard that in our lives. I, I swear by my grandma or whatever. And in all their disputes, an oath is final for confirmation. Verse 17 says this, so when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise, the un unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath. So there's a, there's a lot to unpack. So let me break that down for you. So God made a promise to Abraham, the father of the Hebrew nation. And since God uh, couldn't swear on anything greater than himself, he simply said, I will surely bless you and give you descendants. And God made a promise to Abraham, and he stayed true to, uh, to his promise. How many have ever had somebody break a promise to you? All right, only a few people. You guys got good friends then, right? Um, I've had some people that have broken some promises. I've broke some promises. When I said, hey, I'll be there, I'll, I'll be there for you, I mentioned this last week. There are a few people in my life, in my family, my, my last name Styles, and those of you that know my family history, there are people in my family that I will trust to pick me up at the airport, but there are other people that have that bear my last name that I wouldn't trust to pick me up at the airport because I wouldn't know if they would be there or not. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I the only person that has family like that? All right, good. I, uh, I'm glad. There, a matter of fact, I, I'm going to tell on, on one of them, the, uh, I'll just say it like this. The person that married me and my wife, when he, we, we were living in California, he was, he was living in Missouri. We asked him to come and officiate our wedding, and we had a contingency plan just in case he didn't show up. He did show up. All right. Uh, but can I tell you this? God is a promise keeper. If God says he'll do it, he will do it. Uh, and we can believe it. He, he, he's kept every word and promise up to this point. So why in the world would we doubt him at this point? Everything that he has said has come to pass. Maybe it's not in the timing that we think it should, but it has come to pass. And uh, this week, the memory verse at VBS was this, Proverbs 3, 5, and it said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. In all your ways, what? Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I love that. And that verse right there reminds us that we are to put our trust in the hope of anchor that is Jesus Christ and not in our own ability or our own intellect. I don't know about you, but I have a problem with that sometimes because TJ thinks he can do things better than the almighty creator of the universe sometimes. Is anyone else as transparent as I am? Think about this. Every prophecy fulfilled up to this point, obviously there will be more to come. But why do we struggle when we think about the promises of God concerning God? Why, why do we struggle with that? Why, why do we have trouble trusting in the Lord? Here's, here's one reason is we put our eyes on the situation rather than fixing our eyes on the author and the finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12.2 tells us that. Hebrews 13.8 says this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. His character has not changed. If he said he will do it, he will do it. Amen? And he's not going through a midlife crisis. He's not like us. 
He's not struggling. He's, he's, not, he's, he's not going to forget. He remains the same. Everyone say, he remains the same. You know what? We ought to take hope in the unchanging nature of God, and that ought to be an encouragement to you and I. Amen? And that's good news in an ever-changing world. How many knows that our world is changing every day? All you got to do is get up in the morning, look at your news reel for about three seconds, shut it down, and realize that our world is ever-changing. It's getting crazier and crazier day by day. But listen, I'm not putting my hope in a worldly system. I'm not putting my hope in a government, but I'm putting my hope in a sure foundation and an anchor that is Jesus Christ. He's a firm foundation, an anchor in the waves of disinformation, confusion of society. An anchor is simple in design, but powerful in function. Amen? So right now, if you're lost and struggling, can I tell you something? Jesus will be the anchor in your storm if you'll let him. Look at this, Hebrews 6, 18. I like this. This is the, the verse leading up to the verse that I read today. It says this, so that by... Two unchangeable things, I like this, in which it is impossible for God to lie. If God said it, he'll do it. It's impossible for God to lie. He cannot tell a lie. We who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. So here's what I want to talk about, this ordinary hope. Ordinary hope is this. It's the state of mind whereby one faces uncertainty with varying shades of expectation depending on how the prospects look. What did you just say, TJ? Well, I'll give it to you like this. We say this, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. But guess what? The chances are we live in Indiana, and it can be sunny on the weather app, but it's going to rain tomorrow. Amen? Oh, I'm so glad that the Lord is not like the, the weather in Indiana. He is a sure foundation. We can put hope in him. But here, as, as Christians, hope is a fact. Amen? Hope is a fact. It's a firm expectation that believers can grab a hold of like an anchor. And this hope lays in a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. So they, they, they have confidence in all that he has promised. Amen? I want you to think about this for a moment. The mariner's anchor is cast deep into the sea, right? They, they want to try to get that anchor down as, as far as they can or even, even to the bottom of the sea. But check this out. The believer's anchor is cast upward to the inner sanctuary of heaven where it lays hold of Christ and cannot be moved. How many, how many can say, hey, I am anchored to Jesus? Listen, there's this old song, and I was going to ask Larry to play it, but I think I found a song that Larry doesn't know. Um, but I'm not calling him out. And he said, I don't think I know that one, Pastor. This old hymn, I remember singing this song, and it's called, it's simply called Anchored in Jesus. And it says this. This is the verse. I'm not going to sing it for you, but I'm going to read it to you. It says this. Upon life's boundless ocean where mighty billows roll, I fix my hope in Jesus, uh, blessed anchor of my soul. When trials fierce assail me as storms are gathering o'er, I rest upon his mercy and trust him even more. And the, the, the refrain or the chorus goes, I've anchored in Jesus. The storms of life I'll brave. I've anchored in Jesus. I'll fear no wind or wave. I've anchored in Jesus for he has the power to save. I've anchored in the rock of ages. How many can say today, hey, I have anchored in Jesus.
Amen. Be encouraged today, especially those who have fled uh, from sin and, and, and the world. And take hold of the anchor, Jesus Christ. He is the hope. He is, he is and, and more specifically, the hope that we have. And he's still the hope. Everyone say, he's still the hope. He is firm and he is secure. He is the anchor for my soul. Here's point number two right here. You didn't know I was going to cruise through these so fast, right? We're cruising through like a ship right now with our anchor up. We're just going. All right. An anchor for my soul. Everyone say an anchor for my soul. And Jesus is an anchor for your soul. Once we have Jesus, we're able to anchor ourselves to him. I like this. Albert Barnes, the great theologian of the 19th century, uh, talked of hope like this. I love this. This is beautiful. He said, hope accomplishes for the soul the same thing which an anchor does for a ship. Listen to this. It makes it safe and secure. An anchor preserves a ship when the waves beat and the winds blow. And as long as the anchor holds, so long the ship is safe and the mariner apprehends no danger. So with the soul of the Christian in the tempest and trials of life, his, his mind is calm as long as his hope of heaven is firm. And if that gives way, he feels that all is lost. So let me ask you this question today. <clears throat> what are you tethered to? What are you anchored to? What, what is the anchor that, that you are, are leaning on? At you know, as, as storms happen in our lives, is it, is it Jesus or is it the cares of this world? Is your anchor in Jesus or is your anchor in the United States government? Is your anchor in Jesus or is your anchor in your family? Is your anchor in Jesus or is your anchor in your education? And, and uh, you know, in the upcoming weeks, we're going to discuss storms. We're going to hear a lot about storms and, and temptation to lean towards other things when we're being rocked by life circumstances. Listen, I've done that. I've did that. I've been through there. Not worth it. Just stay anchored to Jesus and everything will be all right. Amen. And, and we think of those things in, in our life will keep us safe only to find out that they will bring no peace and no hope. But think about this. I want you to imagine this. This is kind of on the flip side of this. Uh, imagine with me how peaceful it must be to sleep and work on the deck of a ship whose anchor is steadfast and secure. When you know that you know that you know it's going to be all right. doesn't matter what life throws at you. I was talking to Carrie Poole before church, and I said, hey, and he served in, in the Navy. And I said, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, your, your service. And I said, tell me a little bit about anchors. And he, see, he said this very thing about anchors. He said, an anchor can save men's lives. When the wind blows, when the waves are going to and fro, an anchor can keep you steadfast. Um, uh, it, it's, it's not the perfect metaphor, but, but there's something, there's just something about uh, being secure to an anchor of hope. So if you are secure, if your connections are strong to the anchor to Jesus Christ, then what room is there left for fear and anxiety? Some of us are tethered. We think we're tethered to the Lord, but fear and anxiety are ruling our lives, and we're not tethered to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 
Now, if, if all is good, you might find yourself saying things like, oh, the anchor will hold, or, or better yet, uh, we're not going anywhere. But look at this. Hebrews 10.23 says this, and, and I love this verse. It says this, let us hold fast the confession of our what? Without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. You know what that verse tells me? God's not a liar. And so if God said it about you, he means it. Hold to that and say, God, I am standing on that. Here's number three right here, all right? Anchored by hope. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. You guys, I told you we're going to cruise through this pretty fast today. But I've got 17 points. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Point three right here. Anchored by hope. Anchored by hope. Would you guys agree with me that the world is full of turmoil, confusion, division? I tell you what, you can turn on the news and see two differing viewpoints all you want, all day, right? And watch them argue back and forth. There's so much turmoil in our world and so many things. It's easy to look around and get discouraged. And I can't help but think it's why we see so many people struggling with with fear and anxiety and depression because they're looking around and they're looking at the situation they're looking at the waves and not looking at the anchor maybe you have friends and neighbors or co-workers and, and people everywhere that that you can see they're grasping for at something that looks like an anchor. I, if I can get my 401k secure right now, if I can get my investment secure right now, and they're grasping for them, but let me tell you something. As they grasp those things, they begin to crumble and they begin to fall. Listen, you're saying don't invest? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is this. The things of this earth will pass away. But the hope and the love of Jesus Christ will stand forever. Listen, hope wrongly applied will often leave us worse off than when we started. When we put our hope in something that is shakable, that is movable, guess what? It, it oftentimes leads us in a worse place. So many people putting their hope in society, and society does not have the answer to your storm and your situation. So many people are putting hope in a government, or in a world system, or in a person. You know, and sometimes we do this. I'm going to just get down where the rubber meets the road. Sometimes we put our hope in, in, in a church and not in Jesus Christ. Listen, I, I love the church. You know, the church is full of imperfect people. We make mistakes. Pastors make mistakes. People make mistakes sometimes. But Jesus Christ is a sure foundation. Jesus does not make mistakes. I have this hope, and his name is Jesus. I, I, I love this. In Matthew chapter 14, it tells the story, verses 25 through 30, 32, tells the story that of where the disciples, they're out on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus sends them off, and he goes walking and praying by himself, and he walks. And while he's praying, he walks up the mountain, and he's overlooking the Sea of Galilee, and a storm comes up there. And 
the disciples are out there on the sea and, or, and they're struggling with the storm. Anybody ever felt like that the Lord was a million miles away? But can I tell you something? This is what I love about Jesus. He sees your situation. He sees your need. And Jesus in this story, when he sees what's going on, he begins to go towards them. And what seems impossible to us, <laughs> what seems like a turbulent storm to us, Jesus, mind you, didn't have a boat. But Jesus doesn't need a boat. The thing that we think will keep the Lord away, the Lord will just walk on top of. I see your struggle. And it, the scripture tells us that they tarried out there. And he was walking on the water as they were fighting this storm. And, and they saw him and they thought he was a ghost. I ain't afraid of no ghost. They're like, what? Who is this? Jesus calls to them and he says, hey, uh, it's me. I'm not a ghost. Peter, sometimes I don't think in this moment, in this bit of scripture, kind of baffles me. He does something he doesn't think. Well, Lord, if it's you, call me out there. How do you know it was him? Like, uh, why would you do that, Lord? If it's you, Lord, call me out on this storm right now. But I can't help but think even as crazy as that sounds, I'm reminded that Peter's faith is pretty, pretty awesome there. I, I, Lord, I, I believe it's you, so call me out, Lord, and I'll, I'll take a step of faith towards you. I, I love this story. It's a beautiful story. Matthew 14, 29 and 30 says, he said this, Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. Any of you guys walked on water lately? Uh, pretty awesome. Used to try to do that in the swimming pool. Didn't work out. He walked on water and he came to Jesus. But here's the thing, and we all know this story. Verse 30 says this, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. I can't help but think, like Peter we know who Jesus is. We know his power. We know his promise. We know what he can do. But yet when we find ourselves in the storm and we can see Jesus directly in front of us and the wind's blowing and we can't help but get distracted by the wind because the enemy is blowing up waves and the enemy is making you think that it's impossible. When you have the firm foundation right in front of you and he's walking towards him and he takes his eyes off Jesus and begins to focus on the storm and his faith wavers and he sinks. But he does something amazing there. He calls out to the Lord, Lord, save me. And today, you know, it's as simple as that. The Bible says that those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We overcomplicate it a lot. This is what I know about the Lord is when we call on his name, Scripture tells us that he will hold us up with his strong right hand. I can't help but think while Peter's sinking, Jesus just grabs his hand when he calls out and says, come on. Get up here. Matthew 14. 
14.31 says this, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took a hold of him. So too will Jesus grab you and be your anchor if you'll let him. I love this story because it reminds me that in this life, when storms are blowing and things seem chaotic, the world seems like it's a mess, if I can keep my eyes on the anchor, if I can keep my heart fastened to the anchor, that the waves may come and all I'll do is just bob out there and God's got me. It's okay. I'm floating. I'm above. Fastened to him, our firm and secure hope. There's nothing else. We ain't, we're anchored in hope. Everyone say, I'm anchored in hope. An anchor is simple in its design, but it's very powerful in its function. So look at this. In this, in this series, we're going to talk about anchors, boats, storms, hope, and Jesus. But I want you to think about something today. I want you to reflect on something as, I, as I'm closing here today. I want you to reflect on what you've put your hope in. Someone you trusted let you down. Someone lied to you, misled you, manipulated you, betrayed you. Are you anxious? Are you depressed? Have you felt fearful of people or places and situations? And here's the thing. If you identify with any of these situations, don't feel bad. You're human. I'm human. You're human. We're all human. And sometimes we have to be reminded to get our hope and our attention back on Jesus. Amen? It just means you're human, Matt. And I love this story in Mark chapter 5, and I'll end on this. And it tells us of a woman with the issue of blood. Society let her down. All the doctors that she went to let her down. Even the Pharisees in the church let her down. Kind of let her be. But here's what happens. She found the anchor that day walking down the street. She said, I don't care. Who's in, in my way? I need to get to him. I need to get to Jesus. Because if I could just get to the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. And that day she fought through the crowd. She didn't matter who was looking at her. didn't matter who was stepping on her. I'm sure that people were standing and probably stepped back on her and thought, what are you doing down there? And she's like, I don't care. I need to get to the hope, the anchor, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus in that moment and her faith heals her completely. She, she touches the hem of his garment. And can I tell you this? He is our hope. Will you bow your heads with me? He is our hope. He is our, our firm and secure foundation. And it is this hope that we grab hold of. Even if it's just the edge of his garment, if you've got Jesus, you've got more than enough. Today you're here and you say, hey, Pastor TJ, I, I hear what you're, what you're saying. I've been a little bit distracted in my walk with the Lord, taking my eyes off of Him. I've put them on my career or I've put them on my hobby or I've put them on whatever. And the results have been 
been drifting. But today's the day I, I want to give you an invitation to make that right. If you're here today, you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. You want to know him as your personal Savior with all heads bowed, all eyes closed. Say, I want to know Jesus today. Would you just lift up your hand? No one looking around. I'm going to give you a personal invitation today. No one's looking around, I promise. I want to pray with you. Take just a moment to, to wait and tarry. All right. Maybe you're here today. You say, hey, pastor, I've been drifting. I've put my eyes on the storm, and I feel like I've been sinking. Today I want to get my eyes back on Jesus. And I know if I just call to him that he'll grab me. He'll pull me back up to safety. If that's you in your heart, you say, hey, Pastor, I, that's me. Will you pray with me today? Will you lift your hand? Anybody in the building? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Will you stand with me all across this building? Will you pray with me for those that lifted their hands? Those of you whose hope is secure in Jesus today, I want you to pray for those who might be struggling right now, dealing with fear and anxiety sure where to turn, where to go. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help them today. Lord Jesus, God, every hand lifted. Lord, you know the situation. God, no matter how the billows roll or how the waves come and how the wind blows and how crazy the storm looks, Lord, you are a sure foundation. You are the foundation, Lord, that we put our hope in. Lord, you are an anchor in the middle of life's trials and the life's storms. God, I have people ask me, how do you, how do, you do it, Pastor? How do, you, how do you stand when things are falling apart? How do you stand? The only thing I can tell them is my hope is in Jesus Christ and Him alone. And today, listen, if you raise your hand under the sound of my voice, be encouraged. Turn your eyes towards Jesus. Turn your eyes towards Jesus. Reach out your hand and call upon his name. And God will reach down and he'll grab you and he'll help you and he'll secure you. Lord, I pray right now for every situation, God, every person in this house. God, I, I'm, I'm grateful for the presence that I feel in this house. The anointing that I feel in this building today. God, it's just a freeing anointing today, God. God, I pray, Lord, that people will leave here, Lord, changed forever. Lord, let this word be sealed today. God, let encouragement begin to just flow in hearts where, where things have seemed like dead. God, I pray, Lord, that encouragement from your Holy Spirit will begin to change lives, would begin to move and begin to make things right. Lord, that the one thing, Lord, that you did with Peter, Lord, his, Lord, he didn't pull you down. Lord, you elevated him to where you are. 
And today, listen to me, listen to me. If you're here today, God wants to elevate you to where he is. He wants to pull you out of your situation that you're sinking in. Some of you may be dealing with drugs and depression and, and, and these many things. Listen, if you'll call to the name of Jesus, he'll reach down and he'll grab you and he will save you. God, we thank you for this. God, I pray, Lord, that you seal this word in your mighty name by your Holy Spirit today. Lord, God, we give you the praise. God, we give you the glory. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise in the house for all that he's done. How many are anchored by hope? How many are anchored by the hope of Jesus Christ today? Amen. Do me a favor, if you'll, if you'll have a seat just, just momentarily, we got to do something just really fast here.